go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Motel A&M. I have two familiar faces here and one unfamiliar face and a picture on my right side. It's been a while. Michael? Eddie? Oi. Jill? We have two What's new hosts. What's up, everybody? Two new hosts this season. Trying to expand our horizons. And we'll see how, how it turns out. I'm going to turn it over to Mike. He's got some announcements for us. Do I have announcements? Uh, I think I do. Eddie, this might be the biggest one for you. I know you've been waiting for this for a long time. It's taken us over, over a year. Over a year. And finally, we did it. We're on Apple Podcasts now, officially. Search us up on Motel A&M, and you should see us at the podcast. But I think you do have to have that podcasting uh app for uh, apple but nevertheless good job uh new instagram account motel a with the letter n m so anim uh possible tiktok account youtube will still be up thank you all for the support it's been insane how october our numbers just skyrocketed to the top to the moon we, baby yeah we were of course we've been absent we're back but you know after seeing how many people were like listening to our <laughs> stuff like we had to come back, you know? So awesome. Last announcement, uh, Men's Mental uh, Health Awareness Month. So unfortunately, you know, men are like criticized heavily for if we speak about our feelings. And I just want to encourage, if you guys ever feel the need to talk to somebody uh, or if you're feeling down, like vent it out to somebody. And if you need any ears, you know, hit, us, hit one of us up and uh, for sure we'll be more than happy to help. Did you know that Part of the reason No Shave November is is because of Men's uh, Health Awareness Month. Also, Cancer Awareness. So, little little tidbit there for you. For uh, No sh- No Shave November. All right. And here I've been shaving. <laughs> I, just I can't grow facial hairs, so. Same. <laughs> We're all still boys. That's what I like Sorry. to hear. It's all right. I'll grow, it out. Boys. I'll grow it out for each and every one of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll take a while. All right, guys. Today, we have we, we have a new idea on the show. We're going to do themed episodes. So we're going to try it out today, see how everyone likes it. We're going to do conspiracies today. <laughs> You're hawking a loogie? <laughs> Are you okay? That's, you a, that's, a, that's supposed to be the explosion. Bong. Oh. Did we not pay the editor or something? Oh, or what no. happened? We oh. actually had to kick that guy off the pay. pay Are we going to have to do yeah. like weird we things with like... Effects, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to start it off. Like, how many of you guys actually believe our life is a simulation? Like the Matrix. Like the weird Holy coincidences God. and the glitches that we have. You're like... I've seen this before, but I don't remember from where. Well, today, I'm going to start us off with the first one. And um, I, have a, I have a conspiracy theory from just down the road from us, from Fresno. Oh. And, you know, this man, um, his name is Zhang Lang. And he was an Zhang activist. Qi? Zhang Lang. Zhang Lang, sir. Oh, not Zhang Chi in the Ten Rings? No, sir. <laughs> 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 we'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> so this man, like, he uh, he would uh, search up what the police and the government were doing in his local area. And they were catching on to him. 
and on his Facebook he kept saying, if you guys end up finding me dead, it was the police. About three days before he died, he had started putting up Facebook posts that there was a weird van right by his house and people were sneaking in. And after that, they were trying to frame him for a sex pedophile. Yeah. So they somehow got into his house when he wasn't there, got his uh, computer, hacked into it. Uh, He thinks that it was just people with AT&T internet because apparently a lot of people in Fresno who were uh, like pedophiles. We're all linked to AT&T, so he thinks AT&T was giving them the information. He ended up finding out about it and ended up sending a letter to the FBI, the Department of Justice, to no avail, obviously. And the next day, they they found his house in flames as uh, his neighbors saw the smoke coming out. And his, his death was ruled uh, a suicide for some reason. After he had three stab wounds and apparently was shot four times. Mm. So the question was, how can this man hide the weapon after stabbing himself three times and get shot and set the house on fire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did the police actually kill him? Did he kill himself? Set his house on fire and make Damn. the police look bad? So I got to figure it out. Here's what happened. Hear me out. All right, let's go. All right. So he was he was in the kitchen. He fell, and like when he fell, he grabbed the knife rack and like it tipped on its side and fell. So the knives magically <laughs> were sticking up, and just stabbed himself three times. And then he was like, "Oh shit, they're on to me. I'm gonna die. I might as well shoot myself also." <laughs> and so he grabbed his gun. <laughs> he grabbed his gun and was like, "All right, here we go." Wait, wait, no, it's you. Go, Michael. Two more. One more. And then the last one penetrated him, shot the gas line, blew up the house. I didn't hear the stove uh, turn on, so. You know. Case closed. You know, I think Atwater is really looking for an investigator, and I think you should really apply for that position. (laughs) You know what's interesting, though? When I was doing my research and I found like a story similar to that where it was this guy in the um, the police force in a, in a different state here and pretty much same thing, you know, he was onto something and they pretty much uh, like exploited him for CP and he was he was like apparently really good with computers. So people are like, why would he? A man with great knowledge of computers just have a CP lying around. Like, you know, if it was someone that sophisticated, they would know better than to just leave, than it, just leave it. Yeah. Anyways, the police raid him. He sends his wife out and he commits suicide. And so people are like, that's a frame. So there's very, like, yeah, there's very similar stories like this kind of. And it's shocking that it's that close to us. When I was researching this, there was a lot where I found where you would find, like, the child pornography, as you were saying. Like, they would find the rings of the people involved, and, like, a few days or down the line, they end up being killed or suicide. The 10 rings. 
thought you were going to say it. I was like, so Shang-Chi. And he didn't say anything. I, I just felt like I had to do it. By the way, uh, these um, research topics, they do not, uh, how would you say, represent the thoughts of the men here at Motel A&M. We're, we're just, you know, we're storytellers. That's what we are. Yeah, I'm storytellers. Also, it came from the internet, so it could all be false. Yeah, a lot of this could be fabricated lies and whatnot. That's and... why it's a conspiracy. Or That's not. It's true. All right. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Eddie, JL? I just don't understand how, like, a guy has a back. He stabbed himself in the back and in the gut, and you rule it a suicide. Like, it just seems, it seems fishy. I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see why the conspiracy theory is there because it doesn't sound like what you would think is a typical. I mean, it's just so over the top, you know. Mhm. Just especially when 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 he was getting onto them, and then all these weird events happen. Just right. too too much coincidence for me. All right, I'm done with mine. Eddie solved the case already. Who's next? I will go next, guys. Let's go, Big Ed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, then. Go, go, um, go so... So I got a little story for you guys. Now, you guys know me pretty good. You guys know that over the last year, I've kind of become a, a pretty big F1 fan. And over the last year, I learned about this really interesting story tied to F1 and particularly to Monaco. So if you, for those of you that don't know, Monaco is one of the most difficult courses that the guys race on in the F1 calendar. So this is a race that runs around um, the Monte Carlo Casino, um, basically right around the ocean. It's a huge deal. Um, so in motorsport, there's something they call the Triple Crown of Motorsport. And basically what that is, is it's getting a win at Monaco at the 24 hours of Le Mans and a win at the Indy 500. So it's something that's very rare because these are all these are all different races that you would have to compete in different classes. So very few guys in history have actually done, got this done. So normally, whenever that guy goes and wins Monaco, it's a big deal. So our story starts in 2004 at the Monaco Grand Prix where a guy by the name Yarno Trulli won his first and only F1 race at the Monaco Grand Prix. However, despite being a first-time race winner at one of the most prestigious events in motorsport, this is not the reason why people remember the Monaco Grand Prix this year. So some of you guys might have seen the movies Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve. I don't even know which one they're on anymore, but <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen the heist movies here. Well, at the time, in 2004, um, they were promoting Ocean's Twelve, which was going to take place across Europe and the Monte Carlo Casino was actually serving as one of the filming locations. So the marketing team for Ocean's 12 decided to take advantage of the Monaco Grand Prix and use it as an advertisement opportunity. So this is where the Jaguar F1 team comes in. Now, this team doesn't exist anymore. And part of the reason is because back in 2004, these guys were struggling majorly for cash. So being that they were struggling so much for cash, when they were approached about a publicity stunt for the Ocean's 12 movie, these guys jumped right on board. However, due to the fact that they were probably in such need of cash, they kind of ignored 
some of the risks they were taking by doing this. And so basically what the Jaguar F1 team agreed to do was they were going to run the race with a, a half a million dollar diamond on the front nose cone of their F1 car. So they had one on each car. So they're basically running with million dollar diamonds through the most difficult race that you could possibly compete in in all of that one yeah how much is that car worth like enough like a formula one car yeah just by itself without the diamond i mean at the 2004 i couldn't tell you really but i know like current modern day cars are probably like 20 million dollars so <laughs> yeah so child's play you know for a whole car <laughs> sure sure but yeah. i mean but still but still you get it yeah but they were struggling yeah, yeah. for money at that point so they had like yeah, yeah. no choice at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, part of the reason that people think that this might have been them being a little over ambitious and a little, a little greedy and maybe a little too eager, was the fact that none of these diamonds were insured. So if something were to happen to the diamonds, Jaguars got to pay out of pocket. So, the the diamonds were provided by the Ocean's 12 team working with a guy named Benny Steinmetz and his name will come up back up later so just keep that one in the back of your head but um pretty much what happened is the team's running with the diamonds throughout the whole weekend everything's going great up until we get to the race on Sunday and one of the Jaguar drivers uh named Christian Klein going through one of the slowest corners in all of the race Puts his car right into the wall. So normally in F1, when there's a big crash or there's a lot of debris on the track, they got to pull out a safety car and they got to get a crew out there to clean everything up. So the crew gets out there, they start cleaning everything up. Now in the confusion of cleaning everything up, somehow this half a million dollar diamond goes missing. Nobody knows what happened. So... Obviously, after the fact, Jaguar now has to pay for this diamond, which was uninsured because it was their driver's fault who ran the car into the wall. And now this team that was struggling quite heavily for money now has another half a million dollars in debt that they have now taken on because of this mistake from their driver. So, long story, what happens to the Jaguar team is they end up getting bought out by a little team called Red Bull Racing. Um, so the conspiracy though is that this might have been a setup from the red bull team to get the jaguar team bought at a discount so this guy benny steinmetz is rumored to have been um an investor in red bull back in those days the the driver christian klein was pretty much lost his f1 seat right after the fact their other driver, Mark Weber, was one of Red Bull's most successful drivers, which stayed on. A lot of guys in the Jaguar team got to keep their jobs. Half of the team pretty much didn't know what was going on, and they pretty much just got booted out. So I'll kind of give it to you guys. Do you think that Red Bull Racing and this Benny Steinmetz guy basically planned this crash to kind of basically make Jaguar put them in a position where they can just you know, offer them chump change and buy the team for free or for next to nothing. You know, with a name like Benny Steinman or whatever, Steiner, that sounds pretty fishy. <laughs> something something a little, look a little, a little crusty with that name. I will look into <laughs> yeah, that no, guy first. Actually, 
to to that point, Michael, um, I you know I was researching this guy, and it turns out that he's currently in jail for other fraud allegations relating oh, to his mining and diamond business. There's Scumbag. No, there's no conspiracy yeah. here. There's no conspiracy. That shit was planned. Yeah. You know, it does right, feel like it's planned. All right, I'll solve this. I'll solve this one, too. All right, All right exactly. So, what happened... What happened was... job... Because they wanted to buy him out. And so he was like, All right, F it. F, F it? F1? Get it? F it. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> this guy. And so... so he was like, "All right, here's this turn. This will probably, this is probably gonna mess it up the longest." Throws it into the wall, gets out of his car before anybody sees him from the, you know, crash. Gets the diamond, puts it in his tracksuit, and then he goes, "Boom." Joe, you know, that you... actually does kind of sound believable. Joe, how how big was this diamond? I mean, I've just seen pictures. It looks pretty big. Honestly, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a half a million dollar diamond. Yeah. I didn't see anything like on the carrot, like how, what carrot diamond it was or anything. Cause and it, values for it like are kind of vary across the internet. But um, the number I saw thrown around the most was like four hundred twenty thousand. Is it possible maybe one of the crew members like maybe like just swept it up like oh look at this diamond I'm just gonna take out over here during the crash. Or I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. What if all that is completely fabricated and the team actually ran off with the diamond and put a fake diamond, like a sly of hand, they're like, oh, nothing here. And they started the race with actually a fake diamond. So when the guy crashed, it was no big worries. Like, oh, yeah, they got to act it out. But then, like, in reality, everyone's like, oh, my God, they just totaled 20 million, blah, 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 and a $5 million diamond. These guys are so fucking screwed, you know? Like So what happened was <clears throat> Shang-Chi needed one of the diamonds. Oh my god. <laughs> you haven't even seen that movie. <laughs> I think for me when I was looking this up, one of the things that's kinda interesting is just the fact that when you think about the reason why they did it, which is to promote the Ocean's twelve movie, which is literally like about them stealing like these like ridiculously expensive jewels like is it was it like the oceans 12 team maybe that just did it as like a marketing stunt oh, oh. you know i forgot about that until you... told anybody hmm that would, be, that, stole him. that would have been really smart to do was he in that movie yeah Matt he is Damon? Yeah. yeah Matt Damon stole him. is paul walker in that movie too Hey, in one of the series? I don't think he's in you, that one. I think Brian it's George Clooney, Matt Damon. I don't remember the other guys. Bradley Cooper? What? Not Bradley Cooper. Dude, that would actually this be insane if, if that Marky was Mark. like... <laughs> oh, he seems like 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 more likely to do that. Marky <laughs> Mark? Whoa. Oh, oh, I get Oh, I know why you feel that way. I get it. <laughs> So oh, yeah, man, that's crazy. I just have a question. Like, yeah, I feel so... like if it was a marketing stunt for the movie, it's pretty genius. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. you would you would have wanted to come clean about it too. Be like, oh, we fooled you guys. See, just like the movie. Or maybe there's smart people out there like JL that was like, that's a marketing stunt. That's a marketing stunt. Maybe mm-hmm. the whole thing was a whole marketing stunt. And there was actually no diamonds that were worth that much on the cars. All right, I got it. I'm going to solve this one now. All it right, was, let's it was, hear it. It was John Lang. That's why he died. 
<laughs> he has the diamond. Not Shang-Chi? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely, I'd totally stick with the marketing stunt idea if it wasn't for that Benny Steinman's guy being like a convicted criminal at this point <laughs> for fraud. So it's like, okay, well, he has a history of this. It's just Fair. very coincidental, like the other one. Like, oh, Red Bull's like, oh, we'll buy you out, guys. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great timing, right? Yeah. Red uh, Bull, where, where are they from? Are they uh, American? Australia. Australia. No, they're English-based. Australia. Well, the F1, the F1 team is based in, in the UK, though. Okay. Isn't Jaguar also based in the UK? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Starting to connect the dots. Next the Jaguar. Next episode, we're gonna have like a whole drawing drawing board. And... We're gonna have the. We're gonna have a rubber band board, a string board. You're gonna see with my hair like all crazy. I'm gonna be like, guys, I think I'm gonna solve it. I think I solved it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, who's next? Who's got an interesting one, Eddie? I don't know about interesting, but I'll give it a I'll give it a run for a money for its money. Okay, here we go. So, do you guys know about this company called? Disney. What? Never heard of them. Really? Is that the same one as Disneyland? (laughs) So, (laughs) stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. All right, you got my attention already. Okay. So, there was a big... That... Walt Disney, right, when he died, was put, right, so he could come back whenever it was possible. And so, Disney always had this problem that they kept getting asked this, right? And so, theory is that uh, they made the movie Frozen to try and hide that. Because it would be a very popular thing. Um, they would look up Disney Frozen. You know, like, you know, like all the keywords, like Walt Disney Frozen. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were like, all right, let's cover this up by making a movie called Frozen. So the only time they'll show up, it'll be the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. <laughs> you know, actually, so this is the one where they they freeze him and then like on the 50th anniversary or whatever he's supposed to like be defrosted apparently or something like that or he or yeah. just he comes back whenever i mean you've seen family guy do a bunch of skits with it too mm-hmm. and they're like yeah let's not get into that actually <laughs> bro all these you know yours and jl's like that's so like ingenious like i would have never thought that like oh let's throw the crowd off by making a movie with walt disney frozen and then the and only, that would, yeah. the first thing that would come up would be the movie You'd yeah. have to dig so much just to find out something about Walt Disney being frozen. Hmm. So, at the end of that article, and this is also allegedly, that his daughter was like, well, he died about 50 years ago from lung cancer, right? So 50 years ago, what, 60s? 71. Something like that. I don't, it's not exact. I don't know when it was. Uh, cryogenics or whatever you know like cold stuff you get it yeah was wasn't a thing yet but i mean he was a rich and powerful so you well, know no, you know maybe yeah have you not seen captain america 
That's what I'm saying. That guy was frozen. <laughs> and that was exactly. back in like the 50s. Come on. Exactly. Anything and she also, she also said he was cremated two days after. So. Can I, who knows? Can I throw a little conspiracy in there? Like some people they say don't. we have the cure for cancer, but do they just make people pay for all these remedies? Maybe they had the, the stuff back then. They just don't know about it during the time. Hey, mm-hmm. there's no money in healing people. If you heal them, your for money, example, your money, your money goes away. Insulin, insulin has skyrocketed for diabetics, which is like a big problem in our area. And if you don't got the money to pay for it, you're just taking a dive down into your house. We should stop talking about Big Pharma because we're gonna end up like fucking homeboy gonna... from the first one. <laughs> we're gonna end up like some chi. Like... We're going to make an episode where, like, guys, there's, like, vans outside our house. I fell on the knife rack. Oh, God. <laughs> they make it. Oh, no. They make not, yours not throw, specifically that not one. Not to throw it in a little bit of a tangent, but to the whole, like, him being possibly frozen in there, would you guys, like, if given the opportunity, like, be cryogenically frozen? No. When I came back, would I be, like, the same? But, like, you know, like, if I did it you'd when I was... The... Yeah, you'd be the age that whenever it happened. So if you got cryogenically frozen now, whenever Question. you wake up, you're still in your 20s. Question. Yes. Will I come out looking like Captain America, like, all ripped when I'm, un- like, defrosted? No, sir, you've been cryogenically frozen, not injected with super soldier serum. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy's frozen! Also, look at his arms. <laughs> I'm probably gonna look like a twig. You go in with the belly, come out with the belly. <laughs> I, I think yeah. it would be interesting, like seventy years into the future. I don't. Uh, I just I don't feel know. like you you're here for your time. You do your thing, and you're gone. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of down to live the life I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm down to keep rocking. I mean, ain't no better time than right now, honestly, on Earth. Go back two thousand years ago. You're getting ruled by cats in Egypt. That is true. <laughs> can't can't hold me down. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Normally, no. If I was terminally ill like him and had lung cancer, probably. Hmm. Yeah, that's smart actually. But I, wouldn't it come back to that thing where like you have to adjust to the time, and he'd probably be like, "Well, what?" What's well, all different now? You know, it was a different time in the 50s, 60s. Like that one movie, um, Forever Demolition Young? Man. Oh, that's a different oh. one, too. Where the homeboy fucking good old Sly, Sly Stallone, is going up hey. against Wesley, Wesley Snips. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Sly. What do you mean you put me in the freezer and brought me back in 20 years? What? <laughs> What? You guys leave Rocky alone. Love you, Sly. Love you, Sly. This is no no hatred. Love you, Sly. We're gonna get. Yeah, have you guys seen that movie? We're gonna get taken down by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and he just just killed the podcast. (laughs) Have you guys seen that though? That movie? Never. I don't even watch movies. What's even a movie? Demolition Man. Nobody. Alex watched it. Yeah. Jail. I don't think I have. No, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I've watched it. But homeboy, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Good old, good old Sly. Was like a badass cop. And like he was trying to chase this one guy, Wesley Snipes. And like 
he like kind of set him up and like blew up a building making it short really short here blew up a building and he killed a bunch of innocent people and so he got like obviously got in trouble and the court ordered him to be cryogenically uh you know he was put to sleep mm -hmm. and he came back how many years alex it was about almost 40 years later yeah 40 years later and so wesley snipes escapes right from being also cryogenically uh, asleep frozen you get it and they were like well what are we gonna do we who's gonna find this guy who's gonna take him down it's nice time you know they call him and then you know he has to adjust to how everything is and it's just crazy who's the chick in that movie also alex sandra bullock sandra bullock she's in a good old sandy so yeah check it out she's low-key kind of hot <laughs> all right we got you got sandra bullock hotness now i hotness there's also uh there's also another movie it's literally uh one with mel gibson it's called forever young oh yeah that's right um he gets cryogenically frozen i don't remember i think he was in the 50s and he comes around like the turn of the century Mm -hmm. But this one's different where um I don't I don't exactly remember why he gets frozen, but he comes back and he's trying to find his uh his girlfriend and she's like an old lady now cuz time has passed. And then he yeah. start he starts aging so fast at the end of the movie and all he wanted to do was like fly his plane one last time. But it was like a whole different time from he's like, "What are these phones? Where's the circle?" like like it was you just have to adjust to the era. I'm like, would you be able to do that? Like, how no. different would life be like, let's say, 50 years from now? Crazy. It'd be really hard, to be honest. I think it'd be like sensory overload and you just spaz out. I think so, too. All right. Mike, want to go next? Me? Yeah. Take a shot? Yeah. So, I got one that involves, like, a lot of major nations you know we're talking uk we're talking netherlands we're talking china the u.s australia Some big and france yeah a lot of like big time well i'm pretty sure you guys have all heard this uh conspiracy or maybe you've heard of just like the the event that happened this has to do with uh Malaysian flight 370 and on March 8, 2014 it went missing. So uh Twitter kind of went crazy and it was because like this guy named Ty uploaded a voice recording from the black box of the plane. And the black box is just pretty much like audio recording of like events that happen that can be recovered from a plane if it goes missing so they could be like, "Oh, what happened?" Well, this is what the pilot was saying before they all went down. And on the voicemail <clears throat> he recorded that uh, in like NATO alphabet, like undercover, pretty much like S danger SOS. It is dire for you to evacuate. Be caution. They are not human. Followed by a coordinate of numbers, which is zero four two nine three three nine six four three two one. What? Is that right? Those... <laughs> not the not the one. It's actually a zero. It's four nine zero four two nine three three nine six four two three zero. After one, four, three. I love, love, love you. Want not that one? No, not that one. Okay. And the uh, 
the numbers were actually coordinates to the last known flight of 370. And Twitter exploded with all this info. Um, the guy posted on Twitter pretty much like started getting like messages like DM like take this shit off or uh, do not post that. And he got a few in like different languages and then one in Morse code. Well, they pretty much literally all it said was take it off. Take it off your phone. But the Morse code one, uh, let me see if I could find it. <laughs> uh, it says they are taking over 41818, April 18th, 2018, pretty much. He ends up deactivating his Twitter, and people are like, why would he deactivate his Twitter? Like, this has to be a hoax. So people are thinking it's a hoax. He didn't deactivate it. Well, they um, did. They did, yeah. So along with that time of event, another account was like, this is a, all a lie. Like, I can't believe we believed it. So the internet, internet found this Thai guy, and he actually had two accounts. And he ended up going on to explain, like, hey, like, I can't take all this. I got a lot of hate. The DMs were coming in too much. People were calling him up and leaving voicemails. Um, and some commentators think that the person that said, like, this is fake was actually, like, a government entity posting fake information on there, trying to, like, sway the public into, like, conspiracy, conspiracy against them. And furthermore, like, a French investigator has alleged that the missing flight was shot down by the Air Force. Why? Because the writer says that there was equipment that was being transported to China from the U.S. without their approval. Um, the author also accused several other countries, UK, China, France, Malaysia, Australia, Vietnam, Netherlands. Uh, they were all part of it prior days before. Uh, there was like a Ukrainian war with Russia, and that flight actually went over that airspace. So they're thinking like, you know, maybe it could have been shot down. I remember that one. Yeah, the Washington Post writes that Chinese hackers purportedly took classified information the day after it went down. And some commentators additionally reported that there was top 100 scientists on flight. Uh, Joppe Longe, like, I like that, was on his way to the AIDS conference in Melbourne. He's apparently like top 100. I haven't got to research that part yet. Was. Um, top 100 what? what? Scientists, like, like in the world. Top like, there was There's a, there's a there ranking a system for that? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you can rank, you know, achievements, scientists, achievements, oh, okay, okay. contributions to science. Okay, you know? okay, okay, you know. So, Bill Nye's number one. Definitely Bill, has to Bill, be. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, the total kill count was two hundred twenty-seven passengers and twelve crews. There was really interesting people on here, like some with like very high doctoral engineering degrees. Uh, these weren't just like normal people either. There was quite a bit of interesting profiles. Um. So a lot of people think like it's something happened between governments. There's a huge cover up, and something's not being told correctly. There's something definitely missing from Malaysia 370 because mm -hmm. no matter how many videos I see, because it's an interesting case. Like, how can this plane go missing after all the technology we have nowadays? Mm -hmm. And just how, just after they lose communication, that plane just veers off out of nowhere so i don't know man i also read one that they thought aliens took it yeah <laughs> I'm like, or like the bermuda triangle but yeah. i don't think they went their flight pattern didn't go through there 
And also, like, people were saying that on the day of it went missing, that they heard, like, big bangs over the airspace in the Ukraine-Russia territory. Um, but that was actually, like, other planes that had been shot down. But even if it was, like, an explosion, there's no debris that they were able to find. They did find the bodies. A few, I think they found 12 bodies out of, like, the 200-plus people. To help support your case of it getting shot down, wasn't there um, pieces, like, floating onto, like, Madagascar and, like, the eastern coast of like africa after like a few years some like some places or sites that you look at say that there was debris and then some said there were they didn't find anything at all except for like the dead bodies so that's just very interesting like this case is very inconsistent nothing really adds up because there's too many people too many places uh big time people are like involved uh and so i thought it was very interesting i was kind of like blown away like oh my god like all this information you know and all, like, the conflicting information, too. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting. Any thoughts, guys? All right, I'll solve this one, too. Um, so what happened was people on board, uh-huh. they landed this plane in a little island nobody knows about. And the people that didn't want to stick with their story was those 12 people that were found off the coast or whatever. And they're just running that airplane to somebody's like island, to some is... there to somebody's island, back and forth. I'm not gonna say which island. Mm-hmm. To the UFC fight island. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're and they're using that plane for that. Mike, so, uh, yeah, I have, there's, I, have there's a, a plane. I have a question. Uh, this is, this is... Good Games Island. <laughs> this, this... What's that? Jail solved it. The Squid Games Island. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an island. I haven't seen Squid Games. Oh, get this oh, guy out of here. Yeah. Mike, the the plane was like a seven forty seven type plane, right? It was a big plane. ass plane. Yeah, it's a big plane. So where in the hell are you gonna find a runway on these small little islands that almost take like three miles to stop? <laughs> it's true. I ain't ever seen no three mile air air uh... runway. 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 Cut that, cut that. Runway. <laughs> I never see they're they're not that big. They're pretty big. They're pretty big. Especially for that those planes. Those planes are massive. That's something massive for you. Oh yeah. You know, another interesting thing is like kinda like, good, good like I started going down into like this rabbit hole with like Amelia Earhart and how like they were actually mm. she was shot down because she wasn't like sailing across the ocean. Her mission was like offered by like the FBI or CIA, pretty much by what? the government, to take what? pictures of foreign governments. Their oh, facilities. little little islands, huh? Yeah, little islands. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and there's interesting. <laughs> there's evidence that other pilots at the time were also offered that same opportunity, and she was the one that took it. So that one's also a very interesting conspiracy. Interesting. Mm. You guys ever islands. watched the show Manifest? I have not. Sounds familiar. I have not. So basically what happens in there, and I'm pretty sure it's like loosely based on like the Malaysia three the Malaysia flight. But basically these people go to this place called Montego. They come back on a flight and mid flight the plane goes missing. So then the people on board never realize that it went missing and then like five years later the plane just arrives at its location. The people that were on board, like, no time passed, but everyone else, like, thought that the plane was missing for all these years. 
sounds like a little bit of lost. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I, it's, I have heard it's that got one. some lost elements in there. I've never seen that. That's insane. Bro. Yeah, it's pretty interesting though, but it's like kind of like another conspiracy. Spin so I saw, I that, one. I I saw one. that one. I saw that one too, Joe. So what happened was they were they were up in the air and there was a break in space, like you know, quantum physics, like where Ant Man was. Yeah. You know, and that little and they broke through. And they stayed there for five years. And they came back. I mean that's kind of the the approach the show took, so they could hire you on as a writer. There we go. <laughs> He's a detective. He's not a writer. Yeah. He's a detective. I, I do everything, baby. He's, he's the top one detective. No one else. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to take that position away from Johnny Sins. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know, I can't be doing that All to my guy. Up. Yeah. Respect. Right, I, know you, I know you guys have uh, a few more. I'll, I'm interested to hear these. Let's, let's, Alex, you have another one? Uh, So I had one about a little company called Nestle. You guys heard about them? Make some candies, some water. Aren't they also they, like they make abuelita hot chocolate. <gasps> the grandma. The grandma. So did you know your little old chocolate making grandma chocolate is actually a very unethical company? What? These. These guys. Motherfuckers. <laughs> they uh. They paid $524, three digits, to extract 27 million gallons of drinking water. This water is actually worth $80 million. From where? Though this is from your old state, California. Wow. So they apparently drew, since 1988, they drew 27 million gallons from Strawberry Canyon and only paid $500. Is that why I haven't been able to shower this past year? They've they've been doing this for a while. So me. their permit that they so have is them just taking so much. So they took some from Deer Canyon. Now, I don't know exactly where these canyons are at. I did forget to look that up, but they have taken about 705 million gallons of uh, California water to put it a good use. It's just for bottled water. So they're taking all our water that should be going to, you know, agriculture, showering, you know, since we're in a drought, you know, Nestle's just trying to make a money off of it. And it's, they're making a good profit if they only paid, like, I don't even know the percentage, but ridiculously low amount of money. So, what'd you guys think? You know, (laughs) I feel like I have a right to that drinking water. (laughs) You're taking from me. (laughs) You're taking it from me. Uh, That's pretty, uh, pretty sus. But I mean, like, if they're Okay, the sus part that they're taking our drinking water, right? That could go to other other resources. Necessities. Yeah, at a very low discount. Just a and little bit. Making an insane profit from it. That's kind of unreal to think of. And it's not really a new thing, though. 
It's like, true. Are we surprised? I recently heard about like Harvard, like their the grant, like whatever manages their money, had like been buying out like water rights in like Pacific Coast United States, knowing that we were all gonna be going into droughts in the next coming years and basically just making money for the university on that fact knowing that because we weren't gonna have a lot of water that that was gonna become really valuable to them so i mean it doesn't seem like it i wouldn't really put it past the you know big company like nestle to do it when you know you got other entities already doing the same thing Mm -hmm. are you gonna solve this are we are we are we surprised boys are we really surprised no yeah not at all the only thing i'm surprised is the amount they paid for and it Oh, oh, how low it is? Yeah, like think how, about how, much how they got making. away, how much they got away with it too. All right, let me solve this one. All right, he's so, got it. So what happened was somebody needed to get into a certain office for politics, and they were like, "You scratch my back, I scratch your back," and there we go. Since, since the eighties, and and that might be the only one I've been right on about today. So you know. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, who sold them this this right to get water, like, for that low too, for 500 bucks? That's awesome. I, I bet mean, you they wrote. I bet you they wrote those 500 bucks off too. I mean, if I could go out, for I mean, what, what's going to stop me from going out and spending 500 bucks on millions of gallons of water and then reselling it? I don't know. Yeah, but you don't sell a Crunch Bar, so fuck you. Well, Crunch Bars suck. <gasps> Take it back. No. It's it's an average at best. You're average at best. We'll have another we'll have another discussion of top tier. We'll put we'll put the candy bars in tiers. <laughs> now so, here's here's a question. Question. I do any of you guys even drink Nestle drinking water? I think that's I don't like drink bottled water. I think I that's one of the water. lowest water that you can get. Like you can get like aqua. I actually prefer like Aquafine or something like that over Nestle. I don't drink bottled I water. I, do, I use hydro flasks. Save the dolphins. And the turtles. <laughs> Fuck them turtles. Oh, okay. wow. Oh, sorry, sorry. Backwards. Fuck them dolphins. Save the turtles. Yeah. Dolphins wow. rape. Dolphins rape, so yeah. Oh, wow. We're going to have to talk about this guy's contract. <laughs> so there is also something here that's saying um, Nestle shouldn't even be allowed to use as much water at all, let alone not pay for it. So and that could help the state if they were to actually pay for it. <clears throat> yeah. If the state uses the money wisely. They were buying the water for two cents per gallon, and they were selling the same water. No, it's not a gallon, so it's way less for two dollars per bottle. So you do the math on that, and that's how much they were making off each bottle. Two thousand percent markup. Probably a little more, because that's two cents per per gallon. And the water bottles are probably like. Close to it, not that much. A Two thousand percent markup. Yeah. Gorillas. Per bottle. Those guys stink. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best you come up with. <laughs> Man, that's Those wild. Guys stink. Man, that's wild. All right. All right. I'm gonna toss it over to jail. For sure. All right, guys. Um, 
Do you guys watch Narcos at all on Netflix? Yes, sir. I've been meaning to watch it. Have you watched the third season, Michael, of Narcos Mexico? I've seen them all. You've seen them all. Awesome. Yes, compa. Well, then, you might be familiar with a little um, narco named Amado Carrillo Fuentes. Mm-hmm. Better known in Mexico as El Señor de los Cielos. Now, Amado gained his nickname as a result of his impressive fleet of airplanes, which he used to become the primary distributor of drugs, mostly cocaine, uh, in Mexico and for Colombia's drug cartels as well. It was reported that in the years he was active from the 80s to the late 90s, that he amassed over $25 billion in revenue. Um, This all ended in 1997 when he reportedly died of a heart attack underwent when he underwent plastic surgery to have his appearance changed. However, guys, there's some people out there that think that this guy never really died. They think that he might have faked his death and there might be some pretty good evidence out there to support that. So, at the time, in the late 90s, the Mexican and American governments were getting heavily involved in the Mexican drug war, and they desperately wanted to catch this guy. He was one of the largest, and arguably one of the most successful drug lords that have ever been around. Um, So basically, this guy had to formulate a plan to get away with his money and get away with his life. So in order to seek... To avoid capture, he decided he was going to undergo plastic surgery to have his whole appearance changed. And then the plan was that he was going to flee to South America. In the months leading up to this, he bought numerous properties across Chile and Venezuela. Um, Basically, in preparation for this move. So, some of the evidence out there that suggests that he might have actually just faked his death are the fact that when he underwent the plastic surgery, the only people in the room were the two plastic surgeons that performed the operation and his team of bodyguards. Um, In the week after he supposedly died, they found both the doctors stuffed in um, gas barrels. Both of them killed either. Some people suggest that it might've been because he died during the surgery and they were the cartel was just upset others think that they might have done it just to prevent them talking um it's also been reported that photos of amado have been really rare so when they did get their hands on the body people did people that knew him said that the guy that they had captured looked nothing like amado now some people might say that this was because he was undergoing plastic surgery but there's been detailed reports of things like his hands not looking the same. So, you know, I mean, when you get a plastic surgery, you know, it's usually facial reconstruction. They've already, they've said that he might've gotten liposuction as well. But I mean, you wouldn't really think that would have a big like impact on how things like your hands would look, right? Mm-hmm. Um, other Check things his, have been um, stories Check where- Check his cock size. Check his cock size. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So people have even said stories of um, FBI agents reporting to the DEA that they've gotten reports that Amado had been back in Chihuahua, Mexico, um, his old stomping grounds back in the day, as um, in the early 2000s. And there's been reports in Central Central and South America of people that said that um, 
a very wealthy businessman um, was paying a lot of money to not have people disclose his dis disclose his move to Venezuela. And if you guys are familiar with like the political climate at the time with Venezuela, they were not very friendly with the Americans. So that would be one of the best countries probably if you wanted to hide and avoid extradition to the States. So I'll throw it over to you guys. Give me your thoughts. Do you think that this guy really died on that operating table? Or do you think that he might have successfully faked his death and he's living somewhere and enjoying his retirement down in South America? I think for sure he... He's alive. That bastard, he's alive. That bastard's yeah. fucking alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the surgeons, like, were just like a, a loose end they had to, had to clean up. Because, I mean, there's only two of them in there. Usually you have, like, a team. All right, I'll solve this one. All right. <laughs> that guy is sucking down some Terramana tequila in Venezuela. He is alive. He did it. Good for him. Good for him. That's it. So yeah, what no, are the things? It's it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry, boys. Like that's pretty. I mean, that's just, just pretty spot on. You know, like a lot of people talk about like. You know, you think about, like, the biggest drug traffickers. You think Chapo, you think Pablo Escobar. I mean, for comparison, Chapo's, like, worth was a billion dollars when he finally came down. This guy was worth $25 billion in the 90s. Yeesh. I mean, just, Loaded. like, imagine the scale of that. That's like a whole lot of money. Yeah, a guy worth that much money could probably pretty much do and get away with whatever he wants and not have anybody know about it. True. Or you can just pay everybody off at that point. I mean, Especially in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, Especially like, look, in Mexico. look what they did Love for a Chapo. Look what they did for a Chapo and all his, like, tunnels. I wouldn't put it past people to just get this man away, especially during the times. And how Valenzuela really doesn't like how the U.S. is. Two points, if you ask me. Yeah, I guess there's even a story that, like, a supposed cousin of his confirmed that he was still alive in Venezuela as early as 2015. Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah, this man was... Black. That cousin's dead, by the way. Oh, is he really? Yeah, do you, do you well, know I, I would imagine. Oh, because he, he said he's that? Like, he's, 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 yeah, yeah he snitched he on his boy. He's like, yeah, this guy's... <laughs> yeah, right. He's dead. No, <laughs> if sure. he's dead... If he's, he's alive. Dead, he's actually alive. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to reach. Yeah. Apparently they've tried to reach out to the guy after the fact that he said that, and like no one's been able to get in contact. Oh, with him. that guy's alive. Oh. <laughs> Ain't no conspiracy <laughs> here. <laughs> dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Is Tupac still okay. alive? No. Tupac, Juice World, oh. Michael Jackson. What? what? They're all in an island together, just chilling. All yeah. Maybe there's an island we have no idea about. They're they're out there what? with the with all those Malaysian people. The same island. They're all just showing. Conspiracy what? confirmed. <laughs> Alright guys. So we're reaching that hour mark already. Interesting topics. Gives you something to think about today. But before we go, I wanna do Florida Man. On this day Shout out. the twentieth of November. It's an interesting one. So, apparently, 
A man got arrested for having sex with a miniature horse on multiple occasions. <laughs> Four separate occasions, this man was seen having relations with an animal. Just leave it to Florida to do something like this. Man, y'all Floridians are wild. <laughs> he got like, what? Was he was he giving or receiving? <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. Yes. He said he had to put a condom on because he didn't want to get any diseases from the horse. Oh, I thought he was going to say, like, make the, get the horse pregnant or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. There's no hope. There's no hope for Florida. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, man. Florida, you keep. All right. I'm going to close it out today. Michael's to my right. Eddie. JL's right there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we want to encourage you guys to reach out to us on Instagram. Let it be YouTube. If we make the TikTok, we'll let you guys know. We want to get you guys involved. Bring us your stories, questions, anything you want. Eddie to solve. Send it in. And uh, Eddie will be on it. Uh, yeah, Detective Eddie. He'll be on it like white <laughs> on rice. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. For all these guys, I'm going to close it out this Motel A&M.